Welcome to the Empowered Homes podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to be a resource to connect church and home by growing strong families. Hey, it's Bobby. On today's episode, we talk about all the things your kids can do around the house. Yes, your kids can be responsible and they can do things to help you around the house. And so we have special guests, Liz Flurry and Sarah Teeley. They come and share just some insights and wisdom of things that they do around their house to help their kids uh, play a part, play a role as an active participant in the family life and the household. It's an awesome conversation. And if you want more information about all the things your kids can do and the importance of giving them responsibility around the house, you can find all of that at Empowered Homes. Today we are talking about Kids Can. I'm really, really excited about this topic and also excited that we have two of my favorite people on the podcast today. We have Liz Flurry and Sarah Teeley. Can you guys tell us a little bit about your families as we get started? Yes. So I'm married to Brad Flurry. And um, he is on staff here at Kingsland Baptist Church. And I have a son named Hunter, who is 15. He's a freshman in high school. And a 13-year-old named Drew, who's in seventh grade. Um, I like to say I'm an on-the-go mom, not a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I'm not home very often. And that's, I was gonna say, that's very true about you. You are always out doing I, something. Yes, I have a flurry Uber service. I drive them around everywhere for free. <laughs> And do you um, get good ratings? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. if I bring a cold Gatorade, I can't oh, even <laughs> five oh, stars. Man. And if yeah, Chick-fil-A, like provide chargers for the phones yes, and everything, I do. yeah, yeah, excellent. Do you have the sticker on your car? Mm-hmm. The, like, I need one, Uber yeah. sticker. I need one. And my name is Sarah Teeley, I'm associate worship minister here at Kingsland Baptist Church, and I also do human resources for my husband's oil field supply company. So with balancing a family of five and two jobs, two jobs. We, yeah. we stay pretty busy. Yeah, a little uh, bit going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've been married to Stephen for almost 17 years now, and we have three super awesome girls. Um, my daughter, Marin, is 13. My daughter, Maya, is 10. And my daughter, Tessa, is 8. And they keep us hopping, man, for real. So we have boys... Yes. Boy mom with Liz and Sarah, all girls. Yeah. And so the topic we're talking about today is kids can. And Sarah, you wrote an article about this on empoweredhomes.org. And yes. we'll, we'll attach that to this podcast too, if you're listening to, to kind of read through this. But just a, such an important topic for every family to talk about just responsibility and identity. And there's just so much that goes into letting our kids and empowering them. So when we say kids can? Like, what do you mean by kids can? Sure. Well, I think so many parents underestimate the capabilities of kids. Uh, Their brains are like sponges in this Mm. season of life. So they just need to be taught. Um, And I've encountered so many teachers and adults who are shocked when they see a child with manners or skills uh, or independence. And it's now kind of unusual to them Mm. and refreshing uh, versus, you know, I think in other times of life, um, you know, kids were just more capable Mm -hmm. than they are now. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that sparks in me is as we're talking about, you know, what kids can and can't do and 
um, you know, with the responsibility aspect, like what are some differences of like, even how y'all were raised versus how kids are raised today? Like were, were y'all given responsibilities? Like what were chores look like? All that stuff. What are some differences there? We had a lot of chores growing up and, um, participated in everything from cleaning to yard work, to taking care of animals, to cooking, to making our lunches, all of all of those things. Sure, yeah. We we fed the pets and cared for them. Um, I remember Saturday mornings, my dad would put on some good records. Yes, vinyl. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> and we would rock out. And uh, before we would do anything else fun or any, any other um, jumping off into our day, we would take care of the things at home that needed to be done first. Uh, my dad was a businessman, so I would polish his shoes. Uh, we washed the car because we weren't driving any through any car wash or, mm. or go t- going and taking it anywhere. We were doing it ourselves. Um, we were in charge of washing dishes and doing our own laundry. Yeah. And for me, I mean, I would joke, uh, I've been doing my own laundry since I could touch the knobs. Sure. You know, that, <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. that was kind of what it was just given. And I think also survival like if I wanted clean clothes Mm -hmm. like I I had to do it myself and what about you Maggie Uh. yeah we had we definitely had chores growing up and my parents were very purposeful about chores were something you did to contribute to the family they weren't something you did to earn money and Mm -hmm. so allowance was a separate thing from that Um, and so that was something you know we were we were doing those to be a you know contribute to the family to help out the family not to earn something. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, cleaning the house, um, cleaning our own bathrooms, doing laundry. My mom had a little station set up where we would pull together the parts of our lunches each morning. Mm-hmm. And so they were pretty pretty yeah. on that. And so even looking at us in this room, we can all say, you know, growing up, we all had responsibility. We were all given tasks around the house. Like the, the kids can element for us is different from our kids, why is it different today? Like what, what, what are some of the culture differences? What, like what, I don't know. What, what's the biggest factor in all that? One of the number one things I hear parents say is, um, well, they're so busy and Mm -hmm. we don't have time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that um, we go from school to after school activity to um, games or performances or whatever. And these are all really good things that our kids are involved in. And it's giving them opportunities to be well-rounded and to learn and grow and in their interests. But they are so busy being busy. Yeah. And sure. so parents are like, oh, well, they don't have time, so I just do it for them. Or I think it's sometimes, a, oh, they're just, they're just a kid. Hmm. I don't want them to have mm-hmm. to do that. And then what parents aren't understanding is, um, it's not a, they don't have to, it's a, they get to, we're, we're teaching them skills for the rest of their life. We are not raising kids. They're already kids. We're yeah. raising adults. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. important. Yeah. And you know, in the article, Sarah, you, you wrote Proverbs 22, six, start a youth out on his way. Even when he grows, he will not depart from it. Yeah. And there's no secret if you've been listening to any podcast or any you're familiar with empowered homes at all we say a phrase parents are the primary faith trainers mm-hmm. and so training and discipling and sharing the ways of the lord is part of that primary faith trainer uh, role um, but in your article you talk about uh, there's more to it that we need to teach uh, our kids and yeah. so as we dive into this like what else do our kids need to know like, 
Yeah. Yeah. I think we're, we're ending up with weary moms and dads and kids who aren't prepared for the real world. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whether it's basic life skills or faith training, I think that parents are relying more and more on others Mm -hmm. to train their kids, friends at school, the the internet, the church, um, to train and teach and discipline their kids. Um, and it, and it's our job as parents. I mean, I know I don't want anyone else (laughs) teaching my kids how to do these things and, and preparing them for life. I want them to hold, um, hold our standards and our morals Mm. close to their heart. Um, and I think it's biblical. Yeah. And so for us to, to understand that, that it's not a, I think a lot of times with parents, it's just one more thing we have to do, you know, or if I let my kids do something, um, they're not going to do it to the, you know, (laughs) perfect. Like if I let my kids do the dishes, like I'm just going to have to go behind them anyways and re-clean them. And, you know, but what does that speak to them? Like, you know, we're, we're rescuing them. We're not letting them, mm-hmm. you know, go through and, and, and struggle through to, to figure out how to do stuff on our own. And I, I love, um, how we empower our kids is to let them know that they can do it. You know, every kid is asking questions about themselves and who they are and about the world. And us as parents have the greatest voice in their life to, to lead and teach them through that. Sure. And I, I love what you said about, um, you know, the, a lot of times parents, not in our cold, I mean, in Katie, we live in Houston. Uh, we outsource a lot of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of kids I see mowing their grass. There's not a lot of kids mm-hmm. except for Liz and your boys <laughs> mow the grass. Okay. Yes, they do. They do. So, uh, but there's not, I mean, we outsource mowing the grass. We outsource everything in our life. And a lot of parents outsource even the discipleship of their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if we're going to outsource all these other things in our home, why would we not just outsource the discipleship? And so Maggie, I'm going to give my kid to you. You're the children's pastor. So fix them and make them right. <laughs> make them love the Lord. And so if only I had yeah. that power. Yeah. And so we're doing a disservice and I love, um, that's the part of, this isn't a negative thing for our kids. This is a positive thing. Right. Kids can do these things Yes, and, and we want to set them up for success. So, uh, one of the things you talked about, and I'd love for us to spend some time camp out on this, is like how do we, I think one of the biggest deals with our busy culture and all that stuff that you talked about, how do we com- combat, like how do we fight against the entitlement uh, that is just so rampant in our culture today? Like how do we, like what do we do? Like give us some wisdom. Sure. I think, I think part of that is teaching your kids how to serve. I think part of it is respect. I think that has a lot to do with yeah. obedience. Um, I see a lot of uh, parents who are counting to three and, and, and giving their children um, time before they have to obey. If you're going to make them obey in the end anyway, why not just have them obey right away? Wow. So we taught our kids a phrase, how do we obey? And they repeat back right away, and then they go do it. Wow, I'm going to um, steal that. That's <laughs> awesome. We did that as well. We yeah. said well, they had to chant together, I will obey right away. <laughs> I will obey right away. Like, but it works. Yeah. And that's that's something that, that prepares them um, uh, not only for earthly obedience, but for spiritual mm. obedience. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to make the Lord wait if he tells me to do something. I want to go. Right. I want to go yeah. and do it. Well, and it's teaching them a lifelong skill um, in your parenting and that when they are two and three years old and they're saying, I will obey right away, 
um, when they are a teenager, mm. I will call back or text back right away. Mm -hmm. This is um, about lifelong skills and healthy habits that we're yeah. forming from the beginning. So expecting other people to clean for you, cook for you, uh, you know, serve you, wait on you, that's not a healthy habit for anybody. Mm -hmm. So starting from the get-go of, hey, this is what we do. I like what Maggie was saying about um, the team uh thought process of cleaning the house mm -hmm. like we're all a team and we tell our kids that yeah. it's team flurry mm -hmm. so we're all this we're all in this together and so maybe after dinner we'll turn on some music we'll all clean the kitchen together we'll make our lunches for the next day we'll do all the things together mm -hmm. because we're a team we're a family and that instills also that respect for one another that um, we're together in this mm -hmm. yeah um, so we've talked about, you know, how do we fight entitlement and we've talked about all of the things that kids are able to do, but how do you decide what is an age appropriate task? Like, and how does that progress as they grow older? How does that transition? Well, there are tons of resources out there. Uh, you can look on uh, Pinterest or the internet and there are these uh, charts that are already pre-made that just give you a good idea. You know your child's mm -hmm. capability better than anyone, sure. but they give you good ideas of what age-appropriate chores are mm. uh, for kids. And I mean, you wouldn't stick a two-year-old behind a lawnmower. So <laughs> <Why> <laughs> some, of it, some of it is common sense. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, d children of different ages have different capabilities. Um, and different abilities to reason and mm. to use common sense and uh, uh, to resist uh, inhibitions and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And so um, I think that you just start off with things that are, are super simple and that they're able to do. But even those things, I feel like parents think, oh, my two-year-old can't do that. Yeah. And they can. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. really mm -hmm. can. It just They just need a little instruction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the age-appropriate, like, you know, I'm terrible – I feel like I'm terrible at a lot of the chores and around the house stuff and making sure our kids do it because like I, I grew up my upbringing, like I had to do all that as a kid. Mm -hmm. Like I had to grow up way too fast. Mm -hmm. So my driveway looks like a yard sale with bikes and toys. And sometimes I get mad. I'm like, kids get out here and clean all this up. And then there's days where I enjoy cleaning it up because I get to serve them. I know they had a, a good day. So I, at some, some days I feel like I'm bad at it, but there's other times where like on Wednesday nights, you know, our, our boys are doing woodworking and Charlie comes, my oldest comes home. And he's like, dad, we got to sand our, our little thing. And he's, mm -hmm. he's like, and I told them all, I've already used a sander like a hundred <laughs> times because I'm a pro. Yeah, yeah. Cause I, every project I try to get him to help me with around yeah. the house. And so he, he's already used a ton of tools and has already done all that stuff. But mm -hmm. the age appropriateness uh, I think is, is huge. And in the article you list several different uh, tips and, and tricks. So if there's someone listening going, okay, I can go on Pinterest. You can also go on to, and read this article. But um, one of the things that you talked about was was food prep. Like, mm -hmm. let's talk about that for a minute because sure. I think that's the biggest one that we can get our kids to help. Not only for, um, not only for them feeling like they're they're being a part of the team, but also like, I don't know how many college freshman boys I know that 
can't even microwave popcorn. Uh-huh. Oh, sure. You know? And so so tell me, like, when did you, you guys start getting your, your kids involved in the kitchen? Well, I think that's one of those things that you can progress through. So, for example, Hunter loves watermelon. He has since he was in the womb. I think I ate a watermelon a week. I <laughs> love me yeah. some watermelon. And so now during watermelon season, we eat about a watermelon a week. And so when he was a toddler... Brad would cut the outside of the watermelon and then just give him big chunks on a cutting board and he'd give him a plastic knife mm. and then he mm. would cut it and put it in the little, you know, Tupperware container mm-hmm. for to store it in the refrigerator. And then we would be like, Oh, thank you so much, Hunter. You you cut up this watermelon and now we get to eat this for dinner. Great job. Mm-hmm. So that is instilling a sense of self esteem and self worth and confidence that I did this even at yeah. three, four mm-hmm. years That's old. Huge. And yeah. so then when he's in elementary school, we're like, Well, you're a big boy now and you can use a real knife. And yeah. so can you cut up, you know, the cucumber for the salad yeah. or whatever it is? And you're teaching them that knife and safety skill and giving them something that's a little step up to do. And then by the time they're preteens and teenagers, guess what? You're making one meal a week. Mm -hmm. Or, you know what? We're having someone over for dinner. Will you make the guacamole? You do such a great job at that. Mm -hmm. And that's like their dish that they make. And um, no... I mean, partly there's the reward of I get to eat guacamole at the end of that. (laughs) But it's something that their confidence. I made this. I'm serving it. People Mm -hmm. are eating it. And they get to also see how much work goes into those things. Mm. So when they're asking someone to do something for them, they have a better sense of what that entails. Mm -hmm. And they can be much more appreciative of someone else doing that same chore for them because they have done it and they know what it takes. But each step along the way, it's just getting to be a little bit more and a little bit more. So as toddlers, you're counting out the silverware. Mm-hmm. And you can put out four forks mm. and four napkins. But then when you're in elementary, you are emptying the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. You know, when yeah. you are in, um, as a preteen or a teenager, you're hand washing the stuff that can't go in the dishwasher. Like there's, you know, just different levels. And you're thinking of increasing it just a little bit each Mm. step of the way. And I think you touched on something important there, which is celebrating those milestones, Yes, making them feel big and letting them see how important their role is in the family. And I think that's, that's super important. I know one of the first things we taught our girls was how to snap green beans. Mm -hmm. And so they would sit at the little table with a little colander and snap all the green beans and then they ate it with pride mm-hmm. at dinner because yeah. they made that they, yeah yeah That's and so huge. they they really get to see their role in the family and yes. it helps them feel empowered to then yeah. take on more and all of this it just it's speaking life into them You're, we're blessing we're we're equipping but also i mean it helps us as a family too like we got little hands that can sure. help and do more and eventually they can do more and more and more which is a good thing for us as a family but even more so like we're building into them uh identity we're building into them like uh, a blessing and the guacamole i love that of you know, everybody around the room gets to know it was it Drew. Drew makes the guac. Everybody knows that Drew makes the guac and he's proud of that. He's confident mm-hmm. in that. And it, it's just a, man, that's such a huge, huge blessing. So within the home, there's, there's so many things that kids can, but let's talk about outside the home. You know, mm-hmm. we talk about some stuff at school and some different deals to give them responsibility. What are some things that kids can do outside the home? 
I know our girls um, have had to have interactions with teachers, and um, I know my oldest has is a bit of a shy personality. Uh, she gets nervous talking to adults, and so um, she would get a grade back on a paper, and the the problem would be counted wrong. She'd rework the problem, and it turns out the answer that she had put was correct. But she had trouble discerning between assertiveness mm. and, and rudeness. Mm. And so she thought if she went and approached her teacher about it, that it would be being rude to her teacher or disrespectful. And so we just tried to explain to her and, and even through role playing of here's how you could present it. Won't you try and, and present it to mommy and daddy and we can give you some feedback. Um, and so she would go to her teacher and very kindly and respectfully say, you know, hey, I, I reworked this problem and and I'm, I'm seeing that I, I got an answer that I think is correct. If it's not correct, can you show me what I'm doing wrong mm. here? Uh, if it is correct, is there any way that we could um, change my grade? And general, I mean, these teachers have 120 students. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how they do it. And so there's going to be a mistake every once in a while. And the majority of the time they have said, Oh, sweetie, thank you so much for bringing that to my attention. Yeah, let me change that right now. Um, And that has really helped build confidence Mm. in the kids um, where they feel confident going to their teacher or they feel confident going to a friend that they might have uh, some conflict with or or bullying. Um, And so that that just has worked really well in our family. I'm a big believer in doing your own projects. Like wow. I, I will go to the store and buy you the poster board you need, and I'll help you print out stuff, you know, from the computer that you want to go on it to make sure it's the right size or whatever. But you're going to cut it out, and you're going to glue it, and you're going to write everything because that's your project. Mm-hmm. I actually already finished the fifth grade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Successfully. Yes, yes, I did. I mean, I've actually taught fifth grade. So, um, you know, I don't need to do that again. And we need um, for kids to learn how to do their own work Mm. and um, especially like on a kind of one of those trifold presentations um, you can look around the room and see which kids did their own work exactly yeah and man the the thing that you said Sarah about how many times do I want with good intentions as a parent like I want to rescue my kid I don't want them to feel pain I don't want them to feel hurt I want I want to send an email to the teacher. Oh, I think it's innate yeah. in us as yeah. parents to want to go mama bear or daddy bear yeah. on someone the minute our kid has an issue. Yeah. But yeah. empowering them, encouraging them and equipping them to be able to handle those situations, even in the small levels. Now, when, when they are adults, when they're in the real world, they'll be able to honestly tackle those with confidence. They're, they're not going to have the issues of, you know, maybe, uh, getting run over at work one day or, you know, always just settling, but, but willing to stand up for themselves is just so powerful to let them know that they can go to their teacher. They can address these issues. They can do so much more than we give them credit for. I think it's huge. Sure. And taking that time to teach is leading them to essential developmental and problem solving growth. It's, it's that, actually yeah. a part of development. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so we don't want to hinder that as parents. We want to foster it and encourage it and, and lead them to independence and responsibility. Yeah. And one of the, our core values or our targets on the wall for our kids is, is competence. Like we want our kids to be mm-hmm. competent. And so we're always looking for ways to like, how can I teach them a new task? How can I teach them something new in this? And again, my wife is incredible at this and way better than me, but 
we that's one of our big things that we're we're trying to to instill in them but this takes time as parents right like this is yeah I think too you have to take your own expectations off the table Mm -hmm. because um, when I first taught my kids how to do their own laundry um, they do not fold clothes the way I do (laughs) (laughs) and they don't put them in the drawers the way I do and they don't hang things up the way I do and that's okay Mm. and I have trained them how to do it I've done it alongside them and now they're doing in their own and I just have to let go of it looking just a certain way Mm. and I mean my only rule is that stuff can't hang out the drawers but (laughs) um, I think that's reasonable but otherwise I have to let them go and do that on their own and then when their clothes are really wrinkly well, I showed them how to use the steamer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> steamer is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, thinking about the laundry one, I remember when my mom first started having us do our laundry, my brother's tactic was to throw all of their dirty laundry into the washer at the same time, regardless of load size. And she was like, he'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> like when the clothes aren't clean at the end of this process, he will figure it out. Sure. <laughs> Um, but Liz, I love what you said earlier about we're not raising kids. They're already kids. We are, you know, working on raising successful adults. And so, so much of what you guys said, it goes so far beyond, you know, just making your bed, just the physical act of making your bed or just doing your laundry or just setting the table. Like those are important skills, but we are instilling confidence in kids and showing them that they are able to do these things. And because you're able to do these small tasks, you're building up towards doing bigger tasks. So if we have parents listening and they're like, yes, like I need to get on board with this. I see what they're saying, but I have not done any of this up until this point. (laughs) What is something that they can take away today? What is like some encouragement or some just practical skill that they can walk away with, that they can start instilling this in their household, in their family today. First, I want to say it is never too late. Never too late. Amen. Mm. I was an RA in college. I cannot tell you how many people (laughs) I taught to use the washing machine. Yes. Lots of freshmen go to college not knowing how to use the washing machine. And um, I did it. Uh, I was like, I should just have a class. Everybody meet this time. <laughs> you should have um, paid for it. Yes. Yeah, Ten bucks. I'll t- I'll, yeah. Yes. And uh, so skills that they need to go out into the real world, whether they are going off to college or trade school or the military. My husband had said the same thing. He taught a lot of um, privates in the Marine Corps, how to use the washing machine. Mm, wow. mm-hmm. That is a skill. People need clean clothes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So start there. Start yeah. There. I would just say to use the time that you have intentionally. Mm. Take that extra moment to teach. Um, we all know that in busy seasons of life, it's so much quicker and easier just to do it yourself. But you want to be the one to prepare your child to be a great student, mm-hmm. a great friend, a Christ follower, a great husband, a great wife. You don't want them to walk into marriage uh, having no idea how to create a budget or or to do a little laundry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So good. Uh, thank you guys for your time and thank you for uh, your wisdom in this. Like I said, this is something I feel like I, I need to work on, but uh, I think with anything with parenting, we, we find out quickly that anything worth doing is not easy. And this is something that's not easy, but it's so worth it. Sure. And so thank yeah. you for your voice. Thank you for your encouragement. And parents, if you want uh, more information, you can find this article, Kids Can, on EmpoweredHomes.org. And you can find a ton of other great resources on EmpoweredHomes.org. Thank you guys for being on the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah.
Thanks for listening to the Empowered Homes podcast. For more content and information to connect church and home, please visit empoweredhomes.org.